Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline is our good buddy Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com and the Wisconsin State Journal. Andrew, how you been, buddy? I'm well. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. So are we going to look back on Friday night's game, do you think, and go, there's the swing game of the season, or was this just, uh, you know, some good things came out of it, and now you just wait and see? Uh, well, I mean, I, I ideally you'd like to be able to look at that, but, you know, the thing that kind of throws everyone off is, you know, we're still focusing on the, the whole 60-game season. And, and Craig said something last week that kind of stuck with me, so I, you know, hired a team of, 16-year-olds that actually know how to do math, and I had them look into the numbers for me. Craig had said, you know, I'm not looking at it as 60 games anymore. I'm looking at it as August 15th, and we have 40 games left. And sure enough, I went and looked, you know, 40 games forty games left last two years. They were, you know, two, three games out of first place. Look at how it worked out. So you're basically entering the playoff race right now. Um, I completely agree with that. Uh, we all said it was kind of a sprint, uh, that it wasn't going to be a normal season. And I know that, uh, you know, David Stearns kind of wanted to say, nah, you know, it is a lot of baseball and such, but I, I, I said, no, when you look at it, you're down by three, four games. That's usually about three weeks to come back and, and try to get those games. You don't have that kind of time. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Ryan Braun comes back and, uh, he puts up some big numbers on Saturday. Uh, why has it taken him so long to really be kind of re-indoctrinated the lineup? Uh, they had a plan. When they brought him back, it was going to be they were going to give him two days in the lineup and then two days off and then put him back in the lineup. That was kind of the way they drew it up when he was up in Appleton. And, you know, excuse me one second here. I'm going to turn these headphones I'm getting really bad feedback. No, they had, they had kind of mapped it out for Braun that he was going to get a couple of days to rest uh, after he came back. Uh, so they weren't just like jumping them right into to, to full blown action. You know, a lot of this stuff, people are are kind of losing sight of the fact that these guys, you know, basically went from zero to sixty uh, in about two weeks. So they are still trying to kind of be careful with, with guys and their conditioning um, as they get moving to start the season. So you know, it, it's not surprising that, that they were kind of cautious as Broad came back because they only did get one game up in Appleton. Um, but, yeah, he should be a regular fixture now kind of moving forward. So I really felt Lorenzo Kane was going to be kind of the linchpin to this whole thing this season, and obviously he's opted out. So now who? Oh, the next man up. You know, that's a, that's a tough thing. Um, it's tough to kind of call who that's going to be. We've seen over the last three days that it's been different people. 
um, sometimes multiple people in one game. The thing that was really impressive for me the last two days was Luis Urias. So you look at the way that he performed in his last two games, three hits in each of those games, and Orlando Arcia's three-hit game yesterday. Um, it's it's going to be, uh, I guess, spark plug by committee, for lack of a better term. You know, you're going to have to rely on every single guy on that roster to give you something one day or another. Uh, it's hard to replace. It's hard to replace what Lorenzo Cain meant on the field. It's hard to replace what he meant off the field. So it's going to require a little bit of everybody. Uh, I like the fact that Hura hit the ball, that Yelich's Yelich's average is almost up to 200 now. It seems like once he started out and toiled away at the 081 for a while, he's been hitting the ball better as of late. And it, it doesn't matter if he's chewing gum or you know saying Hail Marys. I don't care as long as it's starting to work. At least you're starting to see some life out of him because he then, I believe, can have the trickle-down effect around the guys around him. Absolutely. The better that Christian Yelich is doing, the better that everyone else is doing because that just changes it changes how everyone else gets pitched to you. It really does. Um, so, yeah, you're starting to see it. It's kind of funny because, again, going back to some Craig said last week, you know, we were kind of peppering about, well, are you going to change the lineup? Maybe you're going to play Jed Jerko against the splits a little bit more? You, gonna, you know, he kind of brushed off the, the, the idea of a wholesale change, saying, hey, you know, it's still a short enough um, um, uh, sample size where in five days from now we can turn around and be talking about an offense that's been looking really good. Well, here we are. It's going to be five days later when the Brewers take the field tomorrow, and we're talking about the offense looking pretty good. So things can turn on a dime, uh, especially in a short season like this. I'm trying not to look at overall numbers because they are going to be skewed because of the size of the season, and I think that's important to do. Uh, it's going to be more important to look at you know shorter spurts in, in, in shorter sample sizes, you know, last couple days. Uh, because one bad day can throw your numbers off. One really good day can bring your numbers back. So, you know, it's all about kind of taking things into perspective. Uh, talking about numbers, uh, Narvaez, uh, he was the guy that came in with much better offensive numbers than Manny Pena, but Manny Pena's pretty much had the hot hand since uh, playing this year. But Narvaez, uh, 43 at-bats, uh, Manny Pena, 27 at-bats. Manny Pena's made the most of his time. Uh, Narvaez, does he continue to get uh, a lot of opportunity since he does have the track record? Or at what point, if you're Craig Council, do you say, you know what, offensively speaking, we're just going to play the hot hand? For now, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be Narvaez. Yet, um, I mean, they look they've discussed his numbers too when we had this big uh, big talk about who he's taking up. It was he's been very consistent offensively in the big leagues. You look at his numbers year to year during his career, very consistent. Um, this is a bit of a spurt. He's had a lot on his plate, too, as he's learning the pitching staff. It's no excuse, obviously, but the guy's had a lot going on. He's still contributing. Um, he's still a, a good influence on the pitching staff. Because, and, and that's the thing you have to look at is, okay, his bat might not be there, but look at the way that he's handling the pitchers right now. So, you know, it's a give and take. I think they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit longer. And if he does continue to slump, you might see more Mancunia. Brewers is a pitching staff right now, one of the worst OPSs uh, in, in baseball. Uh, you see the Yankees, the Phillies, the Orioles, the Dodgers, all these teams, the A's, that are really playing some really good baseball and getting quite a few wins. The Brewers 
Not so much. Um, and this was a pitching staff that has not really thrown poorly. It's just that they've given up big chunks of runs at times. And you talk about some of the numbers that can get skewed after one day, after that that pitching performance they had last week, and they ended up just getting bombed in that game against the Twins. So give me your thoughts on this pitching staff and where it stands right now. I think the bullpen's been phenomenal. I mean, you look at the group that's out there, especially Devin Williams. He was impressive last year in his short stint. But what he's done this year, he's been just absolutely electric out there. And he's doing it with, with a change-up that's one of the best in the game at the moment. Um, so he's been impressive. David Phelps yesterday looked really good. Uh, the way that he was just dipping into his arsenal and using anything and everything. Uh, it's helped having Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns out there giving you length. Brent Suter's done a good job out there. Uh, the starting pitching has not been terrific, but they haven't really buried the team. Um, you've had, Lindblom's had the problem with those first innings, you know, giving up the chunks there, but they've done a good job of holding it there and not letting it get worse. So the pitching staff, I think, has been good. It, it definitely has room for improvement, but, you know, they've been, they've been keeping the team in games. They've been keeping, keeping them close for the most part. Um, there haven't been too many blow-ups, and they haven't dug holes that are, you know, too deep for guys to get out of. It's uh, just a matter of the offense coming through with their end of the bargain. Talking with Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com and the Wisconsin State Journal as well, talking some Brewers baseball. Anything uh, that you can look back on and say, you know, because everybody loves to second guess whatever the manager does. I Look, I, I know at times I watch Twitter, there's some people that say, what are you doing this for, what are you doing that for? But I really, this season, the way Craig Council has managed this season, they may not make changes sometimes the way people would like them to make changes, but for the most part, He's kind. Of, he's done the, the the most with with kind of the least performance wise. I mean, is that the best way to put it? I think it's a fair way of putting it. I mean, your big offensive guys haven't been giving you what you expected of them. Um, the big guys that you've had on have been, for the most part, doing. You've had you had some troubles with Justin Smoke there. Uh, you were expecting more out of. But in terms of guys like. You know, Sogard and, and Jerko and Arcia, guys who you know, aren't your quote-unquote stars, they've been holding their own. It was just a matter of time to get those big bats going, and now you're starting to see signs of it. So, yeah, I think, I think Council's done all right. You know, I, I, I'm not one to, to really concern yourself too much with, with the, what the manager does, because like you said, it's easy to second guess. Um, we always don't know what else is going on, but you know, you really can't see anything that's just been you know, detrimental. You can't point to anything and say, well, this is why we lost the game. So, no, I, I think he's done all right so far. I like the fact that the Brewers pitching staff-wise, with all the moves they've had to make, uh, even with getting shelled those couple games, they, they're still within the top 15 of Major League Baseball. As a matter of fact, they're sitting 13th when it comes to overall uh, ERA, when it comes to team ERA. And I know that's not always the best statistic to look at, but you're also uh, your teams are only batting 220 against you at this point. Um, I, I Like you had mentioned, I thought the bullpen has been solid. Uh, some of the starts that they have had have been really, really good. Uh, apparently, you know, I mean, it's, it's a shame Eric Lauer didn't work out. He really wanted to have something to prove and really wanted to come in strong, but they certainly picked up where he, he left off or, and even better themselves. So does this team have long-term pitching in your, in your estimation after this season even? Um, I think so. I mean, obviously, Brendan Woodruff and Adrian Hauser look like they're going to be mainstays for, for, for years to come. Um, 
you could see Suter end up moving back into a starting role. I, I think from a pitching standpoint, you always want more pitching. Are you, are you talking about, like, in the future, or are you talking about, like, this season? Or uh, Well, I I, no, I'm talking more in the future, but, I mean, you just look at some of the guys that have performed well. You mentioned Hauser and you mentioned Woodruff, obviously, and, and we talk all the time about big-time starters and number ones and such, and I'm like, this is just kind of developing into a, a decent rotation top to bottom. They've had their hiccups, but yeah. they, they've actually got some talent, and they've got a little bit of depth. I absolutely I agree. They have got some options now. They're in the Freddy Peralta is going to be a starting pitcher in the future. Uh, he's still 23, so he's still learning. Corbin Burns is going to be a really good starting pitcher in the future. Um, they've got the makings of a good pitching staff moving forward. You know, you get back into regular baseball next year or whenever, you really well could have one of the best rotations in the game if these guys continue their development. And, and you know, this year it, it's Obviously, you want to win. You want to get in the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to get back to the playoffs in just one moment. But this year is kind of a free year. Because it, it, I've used this analogy all the time and people ask me. It's season nine of Dallas. You know, Bobby was blown up in the first episode. They go on without him. Then the last episode, he gets his contract fixed. And all of a sudden, he's in the shower. And the whole season was a dream. It was fake. That's what 2020 is. It's baseball. There's going to be a playoff race. It counts in the standings, whatever. But... This is just a year to get out there and do it. This is a year where it's not going to kill you if things go wrong. You can go out there. You can try stuff. You can get your feet wet. Guys like Peralta and Burns can learn on the fly. It's a great year for development, and I think they kind of get lost in everything. Um, I think there's good things on the horizon. I really do. And I know it's, it's rare for me to be optimistic, but you look at the pieces that are in place, and you look at the way David Stearns has built this roster, not in terms of like who he signed to it, but how he signed the people that are on the roster. Short deals with options. There's flexibility moving forward. You have your centerpiece locked in in Christian Yelich. Keston here is obviously going to be here for years to come because he's under team control. And you've got that young pitching. So they have, they have a lot of things that are, that are looking in their favor as you move forward. Good stuff, my friend. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. And we will talk again soon, okay? You got it. Take care, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com, and Wisconsin State Journal as well. You can find him on Twitter at ByAndrewWagner. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 